What's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of the Beer Barrel Podcast. I'm your host, Normal Vol Fan, and well, week one is in the books for the Tennessee Volunteers, and we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. I'll be joined by Astro Smokey, and we're going to be, you know, talking about what might have been a disappointment, what could have been better, and what are the excitements, what what was good, and what really surprised us. So let's hop right into it. All right, but for real, let's. Uh, I I do wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about the uh, the whole Joe Milton thing about this, you know, through the game because a lot of people are saying Joe did terrible, uh, especially other fan bases, not coming from Tennessee fans necessarily, but yeah. yeah, I just I don't think he did that bad. I really think he actually played pretty well for Week One game. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some rust. That's just part of it. Um, that there were some passes. I really, my heart kind of sunk on that. Uh, I don't know if you remember it, but there was a series later in the game. I think it might have been the second half, or maybe it was right before halftime, um, where he went like three straight passes and three great reads, three open guys, and just couldn't get the ball to where they could catch it. And all three of them. Seems like one was on the close sideline watching on TV. Uh, just out of reach. One was on the far sideline, um, and then one was over the middle and just over the guy's head. Um, that series really worried me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, something, too, that I've seen talked about a little bit, Wes Rucker tweeted it out, and he got demolished for it. But he was talking about how the Ramel Keaton uh, pass was it was actually Joe Milton's fault versus Ramel just dropping it. And there's a little bit of truth to that. Like, I promise you today or tomorrow, whenever they watch film, they may have done it already, may have done it last night. Um, in film room, they're going to be like, all right, Ramel, you've got to catch that ball. It hits you right in the hands. But they're also going to look at Joe Milton and be like, you underthrew him. And he had to come back, threw off his rhythm. And that's part of why that process wasn't completed the way it should have been. So, uh, you know, it was a small part on him. Obviously, the wide receiver has to catch the ball. Like, the ball gets put in your hands like that, you got to catch it. And I think if that pass gets completed, maybe we just view the whole day differently. But oh, yeah. it just felt like, from watching it on TV, it felt like every time we tried to open it up and throw the ball, we would get stopped. And then at some point in the second half, we just said, you know what? They cannot stop the running game. Let's just hand the ball off the rest of the time and just pack it up and uh, <laughs> try again next week. It really felt that way. Now, thankfully, down the stretch, he hit Brew McCoy on that, um, I don't know if it was a slant or like a dig or an in. It was something, though. Yeah. And that was a really good pass, and that was so refreshing to see that happen. Um, but I saw that, man. It's the first game. You can't take a whole lot of what you see um, and, and take it seriously right now. Uh, usually, like, week three is when you know. And unfortunately for us, week three is four. So, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I really was impressed with Joe, you know, yeah, like like you said, it's one. Uh, but we played Virginia. Virginia's a power five school, and I get everyone's gonna say, Oh, look, you know, their talent sucks, you know, all that crap, but I just don't care. I think our team played really well. Um, I did want to talk about the atmosphere. Uh the atmosphere of Nissan Stadium was really um shocking to me. Like, you know, beginning of the game, and I get it was hot. Trust me, I was there. Um, but it's not Neyland. 
And I think that really made a difference. They're playing on a different type of field. They're playing on that turf, weird Nissan stadium field. Um, and it makes a difference, especially with the heat going on. And like Jalen Wright, everyone's talking about Jalen Wright with him tapping his helmet, trying to come out. It's like, dude, it's 99 degrees outside. The kid just ran 60 yards down the field, running a couple people over. And it's like, how do you blame the kid? Um, but yeah, the, the atmosphere in general reminded me of the orange and white game. Like it didn't feel like a Tennessee home game, which it should have felt like, and I get 30,000 less seats, but I mean, still, I think, you know, that makes a huge difference. Like next week, I guarantee you, they're going to absolutely annihilate Austin P. Well, I feel like they annihilated Virginia. And like you said, uh, I do want to make the point that this Virginia team, it's very possible that they don't win a game this year. Uh, they are that bad. Uh, that's one of the worst offensive line units I think I've ever seen. Um, the quarterback that they had in there for a while before he got hurt, he was he was making some throws on us, but the dude was just like – he had like two seconds to get rid of the ball, and that was it. So, And, look, I know our DL, our pass rush was great, but, God, the blocking was terrible by them. Um and yeah, the, the field, they have a new turf there at Nissan Stadium. They actually like showcase it on TV. Apparently, it's like, like usually those things have like little rubber pellets. Yep. Yeah. By the way, that turf stuff is hot. It's way hotter than. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like you have a heater under you the whole time. And they, they had like some sort of like, what was it? They. they was it coconut? I don't know. They yeah, had yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The coconut and, like, it, there's something else in it. It's just weird, but it's supposed yeah. to prevent injury. Um, it's supposed to prevent injury and something like that and keep it a little bit cooler, but I, there's no way. Yeah, it's still the it's still going to be hot, um, which I'm not going to say that that's why we underperformed like we did. Um, it, was it as orange? Like, was there as many Tennessee fans there as it looked like on TV? Because – like it looked like there was like a handful of Virginia fans in every section, but that was about it. Well, see, so I was in uh, section one thirty four. I was behind the Virginia bench, and um, there was like a like one thirty five, the one that was on the fifty yard line. They, I mean, there's probably like fifty Virginia fans there, and then the rest were Tennessee fans. And don't get me wrong, orange and white all over the place. Everyone was a, a ball fan. And uh, it was when I said the atmosphere was bad, it, like it obviously it was loud at the beginning, but like, you know, at Neyland, it's just nonstop. It's loud. Every defensive possession, like Virginia would have the ball and like I could hear like I could hear everything, you know, like I could hear them calling out like audibles and all that stuff, which in Neyland you don't like it is just roaring all game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the shape. I'm sure has something to do with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a bowl setup. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if anyone cared. Honestly, I think that might be part of the problem too. Is that I think everyone was just there. It was like we're gonna beat this team with mm -hmm. our quarterback in, and we really could have. All truth be told, um, so I don't think anyone was really. Like there's a lot, there's several games throughout the year. That's why I always tell people if you're going to go to one game a year, like just bite the bullet, pay for a game that's going to matter. Let it be an SEC East opponent or like Bama or something. Don't go to 
Virginia or Austin P. <laughs> it's not going to be the same. Like we all just kind of show up and like, okay, we're just going to enjoy ourselves today. No need to lose my voice. Um, I was proud of myself. I didn't lose my voice yesterday. You didn't lose your voice yesterday. Well, hey, you, I almost did, but you let the team down. Is that's what happened. You let the team. I you know I and I did and I felt it, but like like you just said, it was just. The beginning of the game had me worried because I'm like, oh my god, we're we're going in seven nothing into the second quarter. It's like we should be up twenty one to nothing right now. Listen, I, that was probably the most grueling. I don't know how long it was 10, 15 minutes of my life where we were <laughs> up seven to nothing and shenanigans just kept happening. Like they were getting these crazy good defensive plays. We fumbled a punt. It was just like one thing after every time I was like, all right, here we go. We're going to blow them out now. And then something else would happen. It's like, all right, this time we're definitely going to mm-hmm. blow. Them. And then something else would happen. Uh, it just, it really put a sour taste. Thankfully we did go up 21 to three before half. And uh, yeah, that was a, that was a lifesaver. Yeah, that that made it feel better, um, but I, you know, I still wanted the fifty burger. We didn't get it. Um, I really. I, I mean, really, if you round up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, give us that that point, right? Um, yeah, I wanted to see more out of the passing game, and I and someone made the point that they weren't going to open the playbook, and yeah, that makes perfect sense. But I don't know. I guess as a fan, there's so much riding on Joe Milton's arm that we wanted to see him come out and just put it to sleep, right? Like, oh, yeah. come out and fire a few balls down the seam, throw some of those comebacks that we killed people on last year, the the wheel and dig route combo with the comeback part in it, and uh, just score points that way. And instead it was like Jalen Wright left, Jalen Wright right. Um, and then Dylan Sampson at the goal line, like Jalen Rock, yeah, he went off because he'd run all he'd run the ball all the way down there, and then it was like, all right, Sampson, get in there and score, like so. Um, but it, at, at least we dominated. We did the things we were supposed to do. the The defensive part of it was supposed to dominate this team's offense. They did. In fact, they didn't when they started moving the ball late. I'm pretty sure we were rotating guys already at that point. Yes, um, yeah, it certainly looked like it. Because when our first group was in there, they were having a hard time getting back to the line of scrimmage. They, at one point, they had like negative fourteen rushing yards. Um, it was it was ugly for a while. So, yeah, and there's a lot of you know, and I, I guess we'll hop on that point. You know, I want to know coming from someone who watched it on TV. Um, me personally, at the game, there's there was a couple standout players that I really. I'm excited for after just watching this one game because we heard a lot of the hype in fall camp. Yeah. We've heard all that, all that yeah. stuff. But I'm a, I'll I'll say this: let's pick three offensive players and three defensive players that you thought were standout this year. I'll let you start. Um, let's start on the offensive side. Who obviously I, I already know one of them from you. So <laughs> I mean, I can. <laughs> Honestly, you could feasibly just say the running backs in, exactly and, and be good to go uh, because nothing else really happened. Squirrel White there on one possession had a really good like three play run where it was just back to back to back. Squirrel White dominating, and then he gets hurt. And so, um, I, not to be the negative Nancy, I think it'd be easier to complain about. Mm-hmm. I really felt like Thornton um, disappointed. Yeah, there was a. Joke. But- up the seam that I really feel like 
when you're six four, six five, however tall he is, you just kind of go get that one. And uh, you know, he kind of let it come to him. And it wasn't a great pass. It wasn't a bad pass though. Um. So, but yeah, I, I will. I guess we'll complain about people later. But yeah, I mean, I guess my three. Uh, I'm going to go Jalen Wright for sure. Um, he he was amazing, uh, especially that first drive, that first possession, just all the way down the field. Oh, I, yeah. I couldn't believe my eyes. I knew Virginia was bad, but their best unit was supposed to be their defensive line. Yeah, exactly. And they were missing their number one, but to me that doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know that it would have stopped what was happening because these were gashes. It wasn't like someone was blowing an assignment. Like We had dudes four and five yards off the ball blowing them off the ball. Uh, I don't know if our offensive line is just that good. I mean, I don't know what the deal is. I know they're not a good team, so I'm not yeah. going to too much. But like, um, it just it was wild to watch on on TV and see it happen. Uh, I haven't seen us run the ball like that in a long time. Uh, well, we have three prolific runners. Like, I wouldn't mind any one of our three running backs. And actually, I wouldn't even mind. I mean, he didn't really get to play, but Cam Seldon too. So it's like. You know, we have three dynamic running backs that could start in in a lot of schools' backfields. So it's like you can't really be disappointed with any of them. No, no, you you can't. Uh, they all kind of did different things. Uh, Jabari Small probably had the worst day, but he was kind of put in the middle. It seemed like the time that he got to play, their defense kind of stiffened up a little bit. So I'm not going to hold it against him, uh, but. Jalen Wright and Samson were just ripping them. Uh, Samson oh, yeah. passing game too. I mean, he. I don't want to compare him to Alvin Kamara, but like he just kind of puts you in mind of him, where he just he gets the ball in space and he goes. Uh, he he yeah. did. Uh, so those are honestly those would probably be about three. Um, there was an offensive lineman too. I can't think of his name. It's like right on the tip of my tongue, but he put a defender. <laughs> he John I, Campbell. I'm sure you've seen the clip. Yeah, Campbell, that's exactly who it is. Yeah. Defender, like, in the front row of the stands, man. I mean, he just blew him away. It, yeah. And all all of this goes back to how bad is that Virginia team really, you know? Because I, I looked, their, their, win, their win total is supposed to be, like, four games this year, which surprised me. I'm not going to lie. Um, so if they win four games this year, then I feel a lot better about the performance yesterday. Uh, but I, I really think they won't win. I think they're going to get blown out by everybody. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good possibility. And you know, I'll start with my defensive sides because I, I was very, and I don't like I said, it's Virginia, but very impressed with our defense. Just our defensive line, uh, did such a good job. You know, a couple of mishaps here and there, but that's expected. You're not going to be perfect all game, but um, there's. One, you know, we got to talk about James Pierce, man. That that kid, yeah. he did such a phenomenal job getting to the quarterback, you know, disrupting, you know, any type of momentum they got. Pierce was in the backfield the next play. Um, yeah, he th- – that I shared it on the timeline. I don't know that I've ever seen a pass rusher from Tennessee make a move like that. And he's doing it in his first game. Like – it was ridiculous off the edge. Um, like that was that was special. That move, and again, their offensive line was their worst unit. We'll see if he does that against other teams, but that was ridiculous. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, 
Barnett was really good for us. He was a good pass rusher. I think he holds the record for sacks. But he wouldn't make moves like that. Um, so I don't know if this kid will be able to reach that height um, or not. But that was – you're right. He, he stood out. I mean, he popped off the screen as the game started. Even in the running game, like it wasn't just the sacks. It was everywhere else too. It, it really – I don't know. He he took over for a little bit in the first part of the game and he blew me away. And then when I found out he was a freshman, I was I was dead. I oh was yeah, kidding me. This kid's crazy. We have a lot of t- a lot of really good defensive linemen as young kids because Davion Hobbs did really good too. He had three tackles. Really disrupts the inside of uh you know offensive lines, especially being able to come out let you know Big O come off the field and you have Hobbs coming in. You know, and you got to realize we didn't even have Elijah Simmons, him being hurt. You know, I think, oh, God, I think Elijah Simmons would have had a game yesterday if he played. Yeah. And speaking of young people, uh, I think Herring. um, Elijah. Yeah. Yeah. I think he led us in tackles. So, uh, yeah, he had two tackles and three assists. So, five. That's what I got. Yeah, so I mean, he he was, or at one point, he was doing the thing. I mean, he it was it was great to see the younger people step up because mm-hmm. like, Beasley was going to be pretty good. He looked pretty good in pass coverage. Uh, that first pass play that they had, he just about intercepted the ball. I mean, he was all over the dude. Um, Seeing last year that that wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have, and I, I guess it, I, it's going to be really boring to listen to me because every time I say something like that, I'm going to be like, now it was just Virginia. Um, but no, but you got to say that because, uh, you know, you said it multiple times. It is just Virginia, but I mean, look at Alabama. How are you going to talk about Alabama, how they did yesterday in Jalen Milrow? He played middle Tennessee. Like everyone's like, oh, we did such a good job. It's like, bro, middle Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's none of this. It, nothing matters until you get to your first conference game. Exactly. Uh, and then, and then it starts ramping for you. And th- then, then it, everything that you do. Uh, it's important at that point because right now it just doesn't. There's nothing going on. Uh, these games are just tune-up games, in my opinion. Always have been, always will be. Except for us, in the last 20 years, we always face like a Heisman candidate. Uh, this year we evaded that. We didn't have to deal with that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and we're. I know we're talking about just week one, but even last night watching that game, boy, oh boy. South Carolina, just letting you know, you better get on your shit because if you don't fix that O line, Spencer Rattler is going to be eating turt or eating the dirt when you come to Neyland. Yes, their their OL is bad too, <laughs> really bad. Right, uh, and it brought joy to my heart. It shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't be happy that this happened, but it felt good to see them look like South Carolina again. Like, right. Not that we it thought was, that it wouldn't happen. Not that they looked good against Notre Dame because they didn't. But, like, there was all this hype. Heard it all off season. I can't tell you how many Gamecocks I've had to mute because I'm just sick of hearing it. And I knew that it didn't mean anything. Um, and then we get to the game like yesterday. I didn't, I, I'll be honest. I didn't know what was going to happen in that game. Um, but I'm so thankful that the Tar Heels just whipped them and exposed them. I saw a stat line. I think he was sacked nine times. So yeah, yeah, he did. That's <laughs> that's nuts, bro. And I'd be yeah. pissed because he. I remember. I'm pretty sure he's the one that bought like his whole O line like a bunch of shit. And <laughs> I'd be like, "Yo, give me it back! Like, yeah, give it back. You got to earn it back." 
Yeah, it's it, that's terrible. Um, and you know, North Carolina, they're not a horrible team, but I can't imagine their front seven is better than ours. Hey, let me tell you something. I was looking on uh, FanDuel yesterday, and it had Drake May at twenty five plus twenty five hundred to win the Heisman. I'd put some money on that shit. That kid can play some football. He's he's really good, but I mean, in order for him to win the Heisman, it's going to become a team award for that team. Like, you can you can win the Heisman as Caleb Williams when your team doesn't make it to the playoff, but uh, right. he could Drake May can't get away with that. Uh, he will have to take North Carolina to new heights to get a Heisman trophy, um, and I don't think he can do that with that roster. He's really good. He's going to be a top draft prospect. Um, but I I don't know that he's got it in him, so I wouldn't put the money on it. But I get your sentiment that he he's he's he balled out yesterday. He looked really good. Yeah, North Carolina as a team looked really good. But anyways, we're, we'll get back on to Tennessee. Um, uh, another guy on defense that I'm so excited about because let me tell you, I don't know how or I I just don't know how we got him, but Keenan Peely, bro. Being at the game and yeah. seeing the the extra things that TV might not have showed, yeah, bro, his attitude, the heart that kid has, his motor, he's fast, he could tackle. It's like he and you could tell he's a leader. Just wa- just watching how he acts on the field, you you could tell he's a leader and wants to be the leader of this team. And I think he really stood out last night or yesterday morning, whatever it was. Uh, he's one that I, I didn't see him pop off on TV as much. Now, the reason why is because you're watching on TV. The reason Pierce stood out so much is because, first of all, he was getting solo sacks. Second of all, he's mm-hmm. clo- closest to the camera, and I'm watching this kid come off the edge, right? Like yeah. all day uh, for that first half. Uh, so the gang tackle stuff, I didn't really see Peely in there as much, but it's not because he wasn't. It was just because I didn't see it. So I uh, can't speak to that, and you're right. It is something that you don't see off camera very often unless they show it to you. Um, so, uh, but I, I, he's an addition that I was really excited for. Probably the most excited for was having him, uh, oh, yeah. come in. And so, you know, I, I, how do you feel about the defense overall? Like just, just from watching them yesterday in general, like what do you think? So, I think if you, if you're ranking the D line, the O line, and the secondary all together, I'd give him a B plus because, and and the only thing holding off that a performance, because I believe that you should have an a performance against a Virginia team, but the secondary, I'm sorry. I'm going to be that negative all guy here, but it don't look it. It didn't look as great. And I get, you know, Kamal Haddon had a decent performance, but if you're playing like, Anybody but Virginia, I think we're still getting blown out of the water in the secondary. And the, there was one specific play that we got. It was a pass interference, and I'm pretty sure it was Ricky Gibson that did it. But um, dude had a was just running running a post, and he got burnt and just shoved the, shoved the Virginia wide receiver to the ground. He got a pass interference call, and it's like, dude, like we could we can't be doing this. You should be balling out. Maybe get an interception or something, but. Overall, the defense played very well, holding them just to 13 points. Um, should have been 16 points because of the missed field goal. But I mean, other than that, yeah, I really, I'm not disappointed. I'm not worried. I think 
a lot of the secondary problems that I saw could have been a first week thing, and maybe they'll fix it. I don't yeah. know. So, so watching the game on TV, I didn't see any issues with the secondary. Um, obviously, we got split a couple times up the seam uh, down the middle on some pass plays, and then in the in the later part of the game, when we were rotating guys, or when the team was just like, "All right, it's over." I'm not sure what which one it was. Uh, it seemed like there was new kids out there, but again, it's hard to tell because they don't show specifically who is who, uh, unless you just catch them as they're running on and off the field. You don't really know. Um, but I, I'll say I was pretty impressed with the defensive performance. I, if I was going to give them a letter grade, I would say probably a B plus. And the thing holding me back, it has nothing to do with the secondary. It act, well, I guess it does though. We didn't have any turnovers, and I really thought that was weird that uh, we didn't have any like picks. You know, we, we should have. Yeah, we dropped a few, um, and and th- there's some complaints about Haddon uh, not getting his head around, and uh, if he's in man to man, you know. I know that's what you want them to do <laughs> because it's right, like, right. Especially watching it happen, you're like, if you just turn your head around, you know. But I saw him knock the ball out of a couple guys, like when they were. About that was to- a good play. That was yeah. a good play. I- I'll live with that all day. I'll take that all day. I don't have to have interceptions. If if you turning around every time means they're completing two or three of those passes, but you get one pick, yeah, I'll take the incompletions. Personally, that's just me. Um, he looked good against that that team. Uh, our secondary looked pretty good uh, on the on the plays that you could tell it was like first team everything going on. Uh, there was like a third down that converted over the middle that I wasn't happy about, where the guy stepped up in the pocket. He made a really good throw, by the way. The anticipation on the throw. <laughs> oh <laughs> it yeah, was, it was fantastic. Like the he, the wide receiver just broke behind the linebacker. Um, it was something over the middle. I don't know if it was a dig or or something, but it it just just threw it in there perfectly. You just about can't defend a pass like that from their quarterback, uh, the one they got hurt. So, um, but yeah, I, I felt good about the defense. It, you know, I'd rather have a shutout, but it was, it was okay. I, I, I want to ask you this real quick. Now that we talked about, you talked about the missed field goal. What was your mindset when we went for it on fourth and whatever it was on like our own 30 yard line? What did you think about that? <laughs> well, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, being at the game, you know, in in the pretty good environment at that point, it was you know beginning of the game kind of, and I was hyped up on Mountain Dew, and I was telling I'm like go for it, go for it, go for it. But in my head, I'm saying just pump the ball, and uh, I just there's a lot of that's one specific scenario where I would have switched it. I would have just gotten, you gotten the defense back on the field. They they're playing well, um, put Virginia back on their heels and maybe, you know, but I don't know. And like I said, it's just different when you're there. It's just like, Oh yeah, go for it, go for it. And then it just doesn't work out. So I'm the same way. Like, when it's fourth and one, I don't care where we're at on the field. I think you should go for it. That's always been my philosophy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was kind of the same way. It came to fourth and one. I was like, ah, we'll get this. Just go for it. Um, then we didn't get it. And then I got on the timeline on Twitter, and I saw people complaining. And I was like, well, he just wanted to challenge our defense. And I kind of said that ironically. Um, but I almost wonder if he was like – I almost wonder if he was just like, they're not going to score. Like, <laughs> like, And that, it could have been. 
after that first possession, you could just really tell. I mean, it was like they just about couldn't get the handoff to their players before we were holding them. <laughs> like, so it was like, what are you going to do? Like, you gonna, you're going to score down here? And, of course, they didn't do anything, and then they ended up missing the field goal, uh, which would have been inconsequential even if they hit it. So um, I don't know. I thought that was interesting, and I don't know that he's going to do that in conference play. <laughs> But it is, it is something you don't see every day. Um, you know, fourth and one on your own. I think it was like the twenty-nine yard line. Um, that's uh, that's something I do on Madden regularly. But yeah. well, here's the deal. I have a question coming off that question. Is you know, do you think I don't? Th- me personally, before I even ask you the question, I don't think Josh Heupel even called the plays. I think. Halsey was calling the plays for this game because obviously Josh Heupel is confident in him, but um, it's also Virginia. I don't know how many times we're going to say that this podcast, but I, I think I to in your podcast at this. Point. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, t- I was telling the uh, Tyler, the one on the last podcast, you know, <sighs> Virginia and Austin P are going to be all hot. Uh, Joey Halsey. Okay. I I, th- I think he's going to get a little taste of the offensive side, but I guarantee you going into the swamp, Josh Heupel is going to be calling those plays. I just don't see, I just don't see that, you know, not being the case. Well, and so my question is how much of the, you know, if that's true, I, there's something I've never even considered is who was calling the plays. I always just considered, I always just assume it's just Josh Heupel doing the things. Um, everybody else is just there to watch. Um, but I wonder how much the offense changes between person to person. Like, d- does it change a whole lot? Because it always – it seems to me that it, it's almost like a perfect script, right? Like, we line right. up, we give them a look, see how they defend it, and then we check, and we do – essentially, you do the opposite of what the defense is doing, right? So, if they're – you know, two high safeties, the box is empty, you're going to hand the ball off. And then if it's not, then you're going to do whatever else you need to do, right? If they're pressed up, right. whatever. So it, I wonder, I mean, does it even matter who's calling the plays? Is it always – I just like to be a fly on the wall. Like, is it always set what you're going to do? Is there really any true philosophy to it? Or is it just like we line up quick so we can see what they're going to do, check with me, and then go on with it? Like – I, well, I know. I was saying, I know that. I mean, every team does this, but usually, like going into a game, like you, your first like ten plays are scripted. Like you're going off a script. Like those are the plays you're going to run, just because you studied that team, and you know those ten plays are like like yesterday. You know, we ran down the field, scored a quick touchdown, and that was it. And then after that, though, it's, you know, usually the offensive coordinator because, I mean, that's what they're getting paid to do. Um, Obviously, the coach has the last say, but, I mean, I just, like I said, I think Halsley probably called that game for the most part because, to me, to me, that looked like a Josh Heupel offense. Like, I'm surprised we didn't go deep more, okay? I'm surprised, you know, we to me, like – Joe threw for 200, I think it was like 210 yards or something like that. And to me, I think Joe should have had like 400 against a team like that. 
because I mean, Dante Thornton didn't really do anything. Brew McCoy didn't do anything. Um, the only one that really had a, a, a game and probably should have had a hundred yards that game. If he didn't drop that pass was Ramel Keaton. And I don't know. I just, I, to me, it didn't seem like the offense that we had last year, which I get Hennon hooker, all that stuff. But like, it just, the offense didn't feel the same. If you could get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand you. And I, I kind of spoke on this a bit earlier. Um, my hope, is that we were keeping it incredibly vanilla because we knew we could dominate this team. Right. It's like, why reach down into the bag of tricks and show anything off um, when we're playing Virginia? <laughs> yeah, no offense. It's a nobody. Like, it's, they're it not... Could be the same thing next, next yeah. week as well, right? And then, then you'll probably see them open up the offense in the swamp. My concern has always been the timing for Joe Milton and, like, giving him the positive reps... Maybe we'll see more of that next week, but I just knowing what I've known watching him play, um, even in the Orange Bowl, like we give him his flowers for that Orange Bowl MVP. You know, it, you know, it, it didn't blow me away, right? There were some great plays, um, but it just, it just it feels like, you know, with, with Hooker. He was, it was Hooker was just like so perfect for the offensive scheme. Um, because he's gonna make those easy throws, he's not gonna miss the touch passes, right? And then right. Joe gets in there and he, you know, it's a different type of thing altogether, right? Like, I don't know. And I guess we'll just see what happens. I hope that it was just dumbed down though, like I said, because we knew we could beat him. Because, well, I, like I said earlier too, watching it on TV, it felt like we're running the ball down the throat. Then we'd try to pass it. And then it would kind of, things would kind of get bumpy. And then we just run the ball down the throat. And it just felt like in the second half, we just decided, screw it. We're going to score touchdowns the way we know we can. And we'll worry about it later. It's just, it's just what it felt like watching. Um, because it, it was like, we kind of played with the idea of throwing the ball, some doing some shot plays, and then we immediately just come back to running the football. So, so uh, you know, that's a that's another question I want to ask you is, you know, what do you think the team morale is after that game? Like, obviously, Jalen Wright feels good. Uh, you know, the running back room, and honestly, the offensive line probably feels good. But um, what do you think the team morale is? Because I feel like this team – like wanted to score like 70 points, but like, I didn't think they would let them because of like, you know, the tragedy that happened, but like, I just want to know what the team's thinking right now. Cause I, I know, you know, their whole, let's win the East thing. And I love that, uh, you know, philosophy because I believe that it should be awesome. P's our last game. We need to go win it. Like you have to have that attitude every week. Yeah, the the one game at a at a time thing. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to kind of know too, but I, I, whenever we would play tune up games in high school, um, we would play teams that we would just beat the absolute snot out of week one. Usually, um, mm-hmm. it, it was just like okay, we got that out of the way. It, it felt like a scrimmage. No one took it too serious, and I don't know what it's like at the collegiate level, but. I can't imagine they went into the Virginia game as locked in as they could be. 
Um, and I'm sure they're just like, all right, we got it over with. We won the game convincingly, you know, because if it wasn't for the lofty expectations of Vol Nation, everyone else is happy with that win, right? Like right, only, yeah. only we could complain about this. Um, <laughs> right. And that's exactly right. But, um, but the thing is, the complaints are mostly just about Joe Milton's arm because we know that we are going to live and die by that sword this year. Mm-hmm. And we know that for the better part of his career, it's been coin flip land. You know, does he hit the guy that's wide open or does he not? Uh, and of course, they played that clip on TV, uh, the pit throw, the infamous pit throw, where the dude's streaking down the seam completely open it's like a 30 yard pass it's not even a deep pass and he just misses them and it's like oh, come on man like i you know it really bothers people when they're like i could do that <laughs> and then the guy's missing it and yeah you know and i feel like a lot of people feel that way about that throw it was like the dude was so open and it's just like are you are you tense like what what is it you, is your arm just so strong that you cannot control it like what what's going on so um but you know having slept on it though i feel good about yesterday um i feel good about it and i feel like they probably feel good about it too uh not everything goes the way you want it to in any game and and people it's like the rose tinted glasses thing last year hinden hooker missed some passes too uh we forget because there were so many times where like like the, the LSU game where he you just look up and he's throwing the most beautiful throw you've ever seen in your life to Jalen Hyatt, you know, for a touchdown. And, right. you know, that happened so many times last year with him. Well, guess what? There were plenty of drives where I was pulling my hair out. Especially this game. time. Especially, yeah, exactly. Especially this time last year where it was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Like, come on, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's week one. And there was a tweet I saw yesterday. It said, your team isn't as good today as you think it is or as bad as you think it is today, right? And I think that really that makes a ton of sense. Week one is notorious in all of sports. Um, I, the last time I gambled was a week one game of the NFL. I'll never do it again because I was stupid. The Tennessee Titans screwed me. Um, they were supposed to beat the Cardinals, and the Cardinals blew them out. Uh, oh God! Chandler Jones made Taylor Lewan his personal bitch. Like it was horrible. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just it's just the first game. No reason to overreact, but of course that's what we're going to do: is freak out and and be scared. So it's just part well, of- and you know we got a uh, a couple of uh, people that follow the podcast page on Twitter. Um, I know you've seen both of these, but you know. They have some, I guess they're questions, but uh, this place, Vol, uh, is asking, uh, does Tennessee's defense have enough to win the SEC East when it's combined with an above-average offense? And I'll let you uh, answer that, and then I'll give my little two cents in it because I have a <laughs> one thing I want to say about it. Um, that's hard to answer right now. Um, with the sample size we have, if we look at it in a vacuum and we just consider Virginia, let's say Virginia is an average team this year. Let's say Virginia makes a bowl game this year. That defense absolutely could based on yesterday. But the thing is, is we don't know what they look like when they're playing other teams that, that actually are going to have a ton of talent on the outside. 
and in the backfield and on the offensive line. So, um, you know, you can't really – you can't answer that question off one game. Um, but right. Since we're supposed to. Uh, yeah, you know, anytime you're getting that many tackles for loss, I mean, we just lived in their backfield. Um, the oh, yeah. coverage, especially close, was – Way pretty- better. Uh, yeah, it, it looked good. Like, it really looked good. Um, and, and I've never seen Tennessee dominate a game like that. And I'm probably aging myself here because I know at one point they were probably way better. Um, but I've never seen people in the backfield like that. Uh, so, and, I, and again, it was just Virginia uh, on the Virginia podcast today. Um, but yeah, I think they could, I think they could do it with an above average offense. But I think it really, you know, that defense could be as good as they were yesterday, and then we, our offense could still hold hold us back at that point. Like it's it's all going to ride on his arm, and I think we all know that and have known that for a while. So, with what I think about his question is, do I think we have the defense this year to win the East? Yes, I I, I think we do, and the reason I say that is if everything goes right. Okay, if everything goes right and we get to the Georgia game even with one loss, of course we could, we, you know, and I get it, Georgia, look at Georgia's game yesterday. They didn't, they didn't play Georgia football to me. Like, yeah, they smoked UT Martin, but it's UT Martin. But I think we can win the East. I think our, I think our defense took a huge jump. Um, They also lost Stetson Bennett. They lost a bunch of stuff. Um, You know, I really do think with that question, winning the East, yes, I think we could win the East. I'm not saying we could win the SEC championship because let's say in Alabama or a LSU, you know, they're a lot more well-rounded, you know, and like, like you said, Astro, it's coming off one game. So, but I think we do have that SEC East defense that we could, you know, potentially beat Georgia at home and win the East. Um, and about this above average offense, it's one game, okay? This offense is going to be great. You have three great running backs. You have an offensive line. Ali Lang did not look bad at center yesterday. I think he did very well for a backup center. Um, but once Cooper Mays comes back, and he's that he's a leader on that O-line, I'm telling you it's going to be a difference. Um I think this above average offense is going to turn into a really good offense like it was last year. And I think Joe Milton's going to surprise a lot of people just week one people. Okay. It's just week one. Trust me. I'm some of those. I had those negative thoughts too yesterday, but I think it's going to be totally and completely fine. All right. But um, another one, Astro, we're going to hear from balls and y'alls. He goes by Joe Milton's orange on um, Twitter. He asks uh, special teams, highs and lows. There are still shades of inaccuracy in Milton, he said. So what are your thoughts on that? I forgot about the punter, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I was going to bring it up. I was definitely going to bring that up. I was so pissed. I watched him. (laughs) I I just hate the Australian style or whatever it's called. Rugby. Rugby, that's what it is. He's from Australia. I hate the way it looks, and I hate that he does it. Oh, God, it bothers me so much. And then when he did it and we got like a 10-yard punt, I was, God, I had to have another beer. I was so pissed off. And then he did it like two or three more times. But then at the end of the game, 
right? He punts, and it's like this beautiful punt. And I'm like, oh, so he can turn one over. I'm, I'm shocked. Oh yeah, it was a beauty, beauty. <laughs> it, was it was a great a... punt. I mean, it wasn't. It, we've had some crazy good punters the last few years, but like it wasn't one of those punts. But it was a good punt. It was like, wow, that was great. Where has that been the entire day? So. I, you know, I hope that's not the normal because if you do a 15 yard punt against pretty much any SEC East school not named South Carolina, they're going to make you pay for it. Um, well, you know, and Vanderbilt, but that's a given. Um, they're going to make you pay for it. Like Florida, as bad as they've been, if they get the ball on your side of the field off a punt, they're probably putting some points on the board. It just is what it is. And Florida looks terrible. So, um, yeah, I hope he gets that figured out. And then on the opposite end of that, Williams, is it is his name D. Williams? Yeah, I call him D. Willie. Yeah, good Lord, man. Like, <laughs> I, I like good Lord. Even with the fumble, he was incredible. Yes, like even with the fumble, he was. Uh, that was hey, you think about it, That when he fumbled, it was like a 40-yard return. Yeah, I mean, he was cooking them all the way up the field. And he's shifty. How is he not on? Have we not worked him into the offense somehow? Like it, he looks like Devin. Yeah. Like it, it's crazy how how good he looks returning punts. Um, and now we have to. After I've bragged, I, ha- I have to say it one more time. Although it was just Virginia, so who <laughs> knows if he's still if he's still returning punts like that against everybody else? But that was that was a huge highlight. Um. And then what, what did he say about Joe Milton there at the end? Um, uh, about his inaccuracy, and I just don't agree with it just because, you know, everyone's going to have those bad throws in games. But yep. other than that, Joe looked good. I, yeah. I, he didn't he, – and he's confident. I love his attitude. Like, you should have saw him pregame just warming up, bro. He's just – he's there having a good time. He's not worried. He's just enjoying himself. You know, last year or the year before, like Joe Milton was, you know, you'd get down on himself, and that's just not Joe this year. And I, I love his new attitude. Yeah, I, I, but the inconsistency thing, man. Like, like I said, we we forget that we went three and out with Hinton Hooker against bad teams last year. Yep. Right? You know, um. I, I brought up earlier that three-pass sequence where there was one on the close sideline, one on the far sideline, and one up the middle where he just missed him, missed him, missed him. The the passes were just barely off, right? And, he, you know, whether he was rushing himself, whether he was pressing a little bit because, you know, oh, I just missed and we just we just missed an easy touchdown pass a drive or two before, um, you know, you'll never know if that's what's going through his mind or not, but – uh, I, I hear the complaints and I, you know, I understand them, but he still, the stat line looks good. Um, only 200 yards doesn't, but when you dominate on the running side of things, the way we did 287 I mean, rushing yards like that, that is phenomenal. And, and I mean, and something else too, um, as I don't know how many re- return yards Williams had, but we probably would have had more offensive yardage <laughs> if that. Oh happened. yeah killing it uh like he was because i don't know if he i don't know if he returned yesterday if he got if he actually fielded the ball if he didn't get like 20 or 25 yards like it it felt like every time he got it he was moving the ball into their territory so um you know as great as that is that also cuts into the offensive stat lines so right and you know 
I guess overall, though, you know, going through this game, I really am not that worried. Like, you know, it's hard. It's hard to like put in a fan's, you know, brain that it's week one. There's so many games left to play and, um, you know, teams just going to improve. And especially and I'm not saying Cooper Mays is like, uh, you know, God's gift, but he's the leader of this offensive line. And like a lot of people were worried about the offensive line, especially uh, Jeremiah Crawford on the right side. But I just don't, I'm not worried about it. I think, you know, as they get more reps in, in real game scenarios and the atmospheres, like, I think it's going to be fine. I think we're going to be okay. I think this team, as long as we could go beat Florida in the swamp, I think if we beat Florida in the swamp, I'm not worried about any game until Alabama. I'm sorry, I'm that guy. I think the momentum coming off a win in the swamp would mean a lot to this team. Yeah, that's that's kind of the most important game at this point. Um, it it really, I feel like the whole season hinges, as sad as that is, on our performance down there. I mean, obviously, the South Carolina vengeance has to happen too. Those two games yeah. matter a lot. Uh, Kentucky fans. I wish that we had one of them with us today. I know. I would I love. Heard, I heard some complaints about Leary yesterday. So, um, right. Every quarterback's going to have a man. You know what I mean? Like, like Jalen Milrow, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You didn't impress me, you know, like, but every quarterback's going to have that. Yeah. So, but I'm with you. I feel like we get past the swamp. It should be smooth sailing. And and it's crazy that you say that because that was one of the talking points yesterday. They brought up the schedule and they're like, look at this gauntlet. And it's like Florida, which, you know, Florida. Um, and yeah. then UTSA, which they're going to be a pretty good team this year, it looks like. Although I reckon their game didn't go very good for them yesterday. No, I lost to Houston. And that that's a big – like our defense is way better than Houston's. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And yeah, uh, so I, I was never on the side of they were going to beat us, but all offseason. So I, I get what they're saying, though. Like I, I could – you know, any logical person could say, yeah, it could happen, but probably not. Yeah, I, I – there have been people who have been like circling that game, like, oh, it's a trap game. And I'm like, eh, I know I, you know, being having season tickets, I was like, I, I might go to that game. Probably not. I'm probably going to sell my tickets because yeah. it's just me for a four and a half hour drive. I don't want to go see a slaughter fest. Yeah. So um, we should, we should handle that game pretty easily. Then I think the next game is South Carolina after that. Um, and then A&M. And then A&M. But that's after a bye. That's after a bye. Yeah. And then after that, I think it's Kentucky. And no, then, Alabama. Then Alabama. Okay. Then Kentucky after Alabama, Ron. Yeah. And here's the thing about, I guess, and this is what I guess we'll, you know, finish on like the expectations for us, you know, uh, going into the rest of the season. But <clears throat> I think we should win in the swamp. I get, oh, dude, I get so annoyed seeing all these people talk about, oh, well, I'm just not confident because it's a swamp. It's like, I'm telling you, our team is confident. They are going in that game thinking they can win, it's and a, they're they're I, not thinking anything else. Over the years, I'm going to be the opposite here, man. I'm not saying we're going to lose to them, but I have watched Florida teams that sucked down the stretch. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the only game they really care about is beating Tennessee. <laughs> 
But I have watched them beat us in some of the stupidest ways over the years. We, yeah, it's just that, that's that's the only reserve re- reservation I have is that I have watched them with inferior teams beat us, and I know Butch Jones had a lot to do with most of that. <laughs> but I have seen it happen too many times, and right. I know this isn't that coaching staff. I know this isn't that team. I know Florida is very very much down right now, um, but it's just. I'm not going to overlook the game uh, for that. No, and I'm not either. I'm and I'm not either. Cut it off as a victory until it happens. Part of the reason I was stressing so bad yesterday, watching us play, was I'm sitting here thinking, you know, Florida—they'll <laughs> cook uh, compared to what this team that we just faced did, uh, especially with their front seven. Florida's front seven is pretty good. They didn't look the greatest the other night, um, but they're a lot better on paper. And so, you know, part of my stress is, will we be able to go down there? Are we going to just be flat on offense? Because we can run the ball against those guys. Are we going to be able to run the ball yeah. like Florida and, and save the day? Because the concern that I have is, if we if yesterday Virginia had put us in a situation where we had to throw the ball, could we have actually beat them? Like, <laughs> And obviously the, answer, yeah, obviously the answer is yes, but – you know how much more of a struggle would it have been, and so that's why that's why just Florida. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna circle and say we're gonna dominate them. There's people who are already saying we're gonna blow them out. I've been trolling them this week because they lost to Utah. Of course, I'm going to. They lost to a backup quarterback, uh, and Utah even two backup quarterbacks. Yeah, and Utah even sat some of their other players too. Like I think at one point they said there was like seven to nine players out. For for various reasons, yeah. I, what who? How much would they have lost by if Cam Rising was playing? Well, that's that's something I said too. Like the game would <clears throat> have been close. Yeah, if, exactly. And not that it was really all that close. I mean, it was the most dominant twenty-four to eleven game I've ever watched in my life. So, um, it just it very it felt very one sided the whole time. Uh, right. Utah just kind of shot themselves in the foot. Several times, so um, which if you do that with your backup quarterback, um, now I but, do want to talk about the Alabama game, by the way. Okay, well, go for it. So, a lot of people are you know, I get it, it's in Tuscaloosa, it's the same thing. We're going to the swamp, and I'm not saying Alabama's way better than Florida, okay, but you know, Florida or Alabama, okay, has a gauntlet coming up and like through the Tennessee game. Okay. They have such a tough schedule this year and like next week they're playing Texas. Okay. I don't think they're going to beat Texas. And that's because I just, I don't believe in Jalen Milrow, but you know, I like the kid. Honestly, he actually is a really good kid. Um, but um, I just, Texas is going to be a really tough matchup for them. Um, this year, if they're if Texas could show up, okay, then they go to South Florida, which should be an easy win. Um, but then they play Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Texas A and M, Arkansas, and then us all in a row. And then they got to play LSU, Kentucky, and Auburn still. So it's like, dude, they have a gauntlet coming up to us, okay? And I just, I'm not gonna say as long as we stay healthy. I I really. I'm not worried about that game. I, well, I wouldn't say it's a guaranteed win, but we could 110% win that game. 
especially if our defense is playing at the level it played yesterday. Okay, so that's just me. I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel the same way about the Texas game. I think that I think that Bama will beat Texas. I think they'll beat them by a couple scores. Um, I want Texas to win that game. <laughs> really. Me too. That'd be so nice. But I, I don't think they will. And did you – maybe you were just saying it and I didn't quite get it correctly, but did you? they don't play Auburn before they play us. Right? No, the, no, Auburn's their last game. Oh, okay. I was say, that should be their last game. Um, okay, yeah. I know they've got – they've got a rough schedule, but – I mean, Nick Saban, man, it's one of those things like it, the Bama game is just like the Florida game. Like, I can sit here and I can be like, yeah, we'll beat Texas a I could say that about – That's going to be a tough game. I can, wow, really? Uh, I can say that about Kentucky. You know, there are a lot of teams that I can sit here and be like, yeah, we'll, we'll beat them. South Carolina is one that we will beat this year. Missouri, we will beat probably really badly. Um but I, Bama and Florida, I'm never going to be. I don't care how bad they are, as long as Nick Saban is there at least. Uh, when Nick Saban leaves, we'll probably dominate them for a while. But uh, <laughs> That'd be so it, nice. Yeah, it would be nice. Trust me, I would enjoy that thoroughly. Um, but And the swamp is just the swamp. If the Florida game was at home this year, I would, I would be, you know, hammering the over with my <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just the Hail Mary crap. I've just seen stupid crap. I've just seen really bad Florida teams that ended up losing to like Missouri and Vanderbilt down the stretch, um, somehow managed to beat us. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally get it. And you know, it's kind of, I mean, a lot of people don't know my story, but like I am a newer ball fan. I, you know, I've never, I've always been a sports fan, but I've, you know, just, you know, found this team and I fell in love with it and I have, I was not, I'm not going to tell you I was there during the bad times. Cause I wasn't. So, you know, I'm a little spoiled when it comes to it, but you know, I, I think I know football decently well to say that this team, you know, has that demeanor about them. That, yeah. And, and listen, you're not wrong. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, no, no, I know. I know. I'm just saying like I'm just telling you, I've seen, we lost the game 10 to nine one year and it was, it was <laughs> um, we fourth and 24 and they were just trying to like pick up the first down dude runs it to the house and scores with like 10 seconds left. I oh mean, my God, yeah, just, I've seen the highlights. Yeah. It's just, and, and then just overall getting dominated by, like, there have been a couple, there were a couple years where, and I know you can't use the transitive property in college sports, but, there were a couple of years where it was like they they beat the crap out of us week three or four whenever we played them, and they right. were losing the teams that we were beating the crap out of at the end of the year. And it's just like if we could just play them in December, like I feel like this would go differently. I, I don't know what it is about playing us particularly. I don't know. Maybe there's just something in the heat that time of year where they just <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but they always find a way to play us close. Like even last year, last year was a great example. We dominate the game kick their ass you know i was there trust me Eland is having a blast everyone's just it's good times man it's good times and then you look up and they're a a pass away from potentially tying the game and it just it just happened like they're recovering onside kicks and shit man like 
No other team will do that except for Florida when they play us. Then they'll then they'll turn around and go get stomped by everybody else on their schedule like they did last year. Um, but they'll find a way to play us close. So it's just it's just it's just the nature of things, man. It has nothing to do with you're, you're like I said, you're absolutely right. If you just look at it on paper, there's no reason to be afraid. All right. There isn't. Yeah. I just I've lived it, man. Like I just it's just it's just happened before. I can't I'll tell you a funny story about that Florida game, though. We'll I'll finish. Uh, we'll finish off with some thoughts after this, but uh, oh, okay. I'll blame I'll blame all that on I'm superstitious, and I blame all that on my dad. So that was my dad's first balls game, okay? And he, you know, he's never been to a college football game, and he comes in and he's just, you know, he's loving it. He fell in love with Tennessee after he heard Rocky Top for the first time and just feeling the atmosphere because that day was nuts. Okay. And what my dad said, I think there was like a couple minutes left in the game and he goes, ah, it's done for. We won, you know, no. good stuff. Mm-mm. Onside kick. And I'm like, I'm like, dad, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, you need to walk out of the stadium right now. Like, you got to go. Respectfully, I would have probably grabbed him by his throat before he could utter the No, I, like, I was hypothetically. He would have said, oh, the game is. I would have grabbed him and been like, you shut yeah. Like, don't do that. But I Trust me, I get it. Because I, I literally looked at him when he said that. I was like, you don't understand. Like, you don't know the history of, like, what Florida does to us. Okay. And, um. But now he, after that, he, you know, fixed his uh, demeanor after they uh, recovered that onside kick. But probably scared the crap out of him like he did everybody else. Like I had, oh. to, I had to stop celebrating to be like, what the hell's going on? How they? I was that out? Michigan kid, bro. I was like, uh, I was like, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, please, not like this. But all right, well, anyway. I do want to talk about one more guy. I think you know, he didn't even play a lot, but Nico Iamaliava. That oh. kid is going to be something special. Oh, man. Only, <laughs> only in Tennessee can a guy come in and throw an incomplete pass and just completely blow everyone away. But he did. And rightfully so, man. Uh, it just You can just see it. You can just see it, man. It's just electric. Um, I just hope that he, you know, I, I feel like I'm wishing bad on him just by saying this. I just, I hope he can stay healthy, and right. we can just gain, gain a little bit more weight, just a gain, little bit. Yeah, gain a little weight, but he just—he honestly, man, just looks like he could be the next big thing, like at the next level as well, not just at Tennessee. Um, you want to know who he reminds me of? Don't do this. I know who you're gonna say. Just go ahead and do it. I know. I know who you're gonna say. Say it. it. It hurts me to say it, but I love the guy. He's a he's a Christian guy. He's nice guy. He's a first round draft pick last year. Like, but Bryce Young, bro. Oh, okay. That's not who I thought. That is not who I thought at all. You were Dude, say. he reminds me of Bryce Young, and it's the movement. He could move out of the pocket. Just watching him inside the pocket yesterday, I was just like, oh, my God, this kid, he's he's fearless. <laughs> he's fearless. This is how bad the quarterback play has been for us over the years. It was just so refreshing to see a guy, like, step up into the pocket, escape to the right, keep his eyes downfield, 
and he just missed it for a ball that shoot that could have been caught. I wouldn't say it should have been caught, but could have been caught for a touchdown. If he had thrown that touchdown pass, man, we would have been erecting a statue today. Like, bro, it was just everyone was already chanting his name, and he just goes out there. If he had just casually thrown that touchdown pass. Like I would be down there clearing a spot out for it myself. Like, oh yeah, it was. Just, I'd be. I'd get you the. I'll get you the bricks and everything. Like, it, it, but go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say uh, the Nico chant started like right behind me, and um, dude, I mean, it was the loudest, probably the loudest <laughs> part of the game. You could hear it on TV. Like, well, yeah, the announcer was like. Oh, look at that. They're cheering Nico. It's like, oh my God, bro. Like, I'm telling you, everyone was like, they need to announce him coming in because they didn't even announce, oh, Nico Yamaliava's coming in. To- well, I just looked up and saw the Slim Reaper out there and I was like, oh boy. Here oh, and the, yo, he had his hair down. I'm like, yeah. yo, I was like, he's bad to the bone, dude. He's about to cook and then, you know, hands the ball off a couple times and that pass happened, man. Um, he looks like he knows this offense, though. Yeah, it, yeah. A year of sitting for him is going to be amazing, but a little bit of garbage time here and there. Yeah, yeah. Just getting in there, handing the ball off, not really doing anything specific is going to be great for his development. Um, but like I said, just to see him right off out of the box, be able to do those little things is crazy. Because I've I've seen some really. <laughs> really disappointing quarterback play over the years so <laughs> it's so nice to just just watch somebody just gracefully do it the way he did yesterday and and he complete pass is all he did um yeah everything else was beautiful about it and then hey next year let's hope we got either deuce knight or george mcintyre right behind him yeah so I, who knows yeah excited for those guys but you really you picked a good time to start watching Tennessee football um, because this guy. Oh, I've always watched it. It's just I wasn't like a diehard. Like yeah. now it's like balls till I die, dude. Like I'll like if someone's jumping jo- Josh Heupel in the parking lot, uh, you know, uh, yeah, someone's someone's going down. I'm not a big guy or nothing, but like I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll you know poke someone or whatever, whatever I got to do. You're in on it too, right? Yeah, Nico, I mean, like I said, I, I feel I feel like he could be the next big thing at the next level too. Like I think he's next up. Um and I, I don't I'm not basing that off yesterday either, by the way. Um just everything you see him do, everything I, I've seen him do, he's just it's crazy. That there's a reason we paid him eight million dollars and it's not because we like his last name. So um Yeah, I do he, like his last name. Though. He he's a bad man. I do too. But he's a bad I man. I bought his jersey so, this morning. I'm. I need to buy his jersey. I will. I will be buying his jersey. I'm going to get the white one. Oh, you can't. You can't do that. Because gotta wear the orange, bro. No, 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 no. I'm not going to wear it either. I'm going to put it on my wall. Ooh, um, that's nice. Little framework. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. Ooh, get it signed. I, I don't like signatures. I'm weird. I. Right I, on, the, I right on the little number, bro. Just email no, me. I, I refuse. I, there's something about it. it I don't like it. I don't like the idea of having someone sign something for me to keep. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know. I don't even want to unpack all of that right now. We'll talk about that some other time. 
Yeah, well, you guys he heard it here first. Uh, Astro does not like signatures, so I don't like time memorabilia at all. I think <laughs> send them all to Astro. I, I will never wear his jersey. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I, I'll just I'll never. Oh no, I will. I'll, I'll I'll walk around the house, mow the lawn with it on. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you got any final thoughts or anything? Uh, no. I, I would like to say. Uh, when you and Cavalry get on together, like you guys made me look like, look like an absolute genius with that first episode. Like it was great. Uh, it was nice to see you guys just kind of fired up. I don't think, I don't think you've ever done one before yourself. Nope, never. And you know, it was really good out of the box. So I look forward to maybe we could get him later today. Since yeah, dude, I'll do, I, I want to do that podcast bad. We need to any, here hey let me let me i'll close it out and then we'll talk off air about okay. that yeah. but hey guys we appreciate you guys listening uh week one's all in the books man vols look you know pretty good you know obviously you have the highs and lows for a team but i mean everyone does but we got to stay confident got to stay confident in our team and you know cheer them on no matter what all right but uh this is the Beer Barrel Podcast. I'm your host, Normal Vol Fan, and my co-host and producer of this podcast, the creator, Astro Smokey. And uh, you guys have a good day.